Brewers down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and go for Yelich. He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Braun sends it to right center and deep. Crack open a cold one, Brewers fans. Welcome back to the Ike Brewers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead, and opening day starts tomorrow. Brewers at Cubs, 1.20 p.m. So I am here with KJ. We're breaking down the season, talking some baseball, talking the roster, talking the season ahead, the prospects, the stars, all of the good Brewers content you are here for. Welcome back in. I'm excited. KJ, how you feeling ahead of opening day? Corbin Burns versus Marcus Stroman in the Cubbies. What are your thoughts? Welcome to the show. Brewers fans, it is great to be back with you. Obviously, last season didn't go the way many had hoped, but when you have this kind of pitching, when you have pitching that Brewers fans during the Prince Fielder Ryan Braun era would dream of, we have guys like Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and a stable of arms behind them. Freddie. Freddie P, you mentioned it, Eric Lauer. We got, I mean, Adrian Hauser isn't even in the rotation anymore. We have a surplus of arms, and that makes me optimistic. You know, like the Brewers, it's kind of interesting because we could use a few more bats, right? We could use a few more bats, but we have some of the strongest pitching in the major league. We have two uh, aces, and we have great we have a great manager. You know, I have full faith in Craig Council, and that's going to give us a fighting chance this year. Like, our pitching should be able to keep us in the game, and the hitting with some of these rule changes, obviously there's there's a, no shift anymore. There's bigger bases. We're, we're a little younger, so we should be able to run. Got some young guys. I like our chances. You know, I think the, the Brewers can sneak into the playoffs, and, and that's kind of what I expect, and I'm sure a lot of Bre- other Brewers fans expect that as well. Alex, thanks for having me. Yup. Let's just start with the pitching. Craig Council's the the manager, the man, the legend, Craig. Very happy to have him back. David Stern's cage, no longer the general manager this year. That yeah. should be interesting. Um, well, well, but that, we can get to the pitching. We can talk about them later maybe. But, like, uh, let's start I with mean, the pitching. I, I think we almost have to address the elephant in the room that is David Stern's. You know, it's... There's no secret this guy is one of the geniuses that built the Brewers back up in this window that saw us go within a game of the World Series against the Dodgers. Uh, You know, certain things happened and transpired on the baseball field that led us, you know, making the playoffs many times in terms of the norm, but but not quite getting back to, you know, the highest heights. Uh, But it's not like the Brewers weren't competitive. It's not like they weren't able to field good teams, you know, David Stearns credited him with locking up Christian Yelich back when he was an MVP caliber player. 
I don't think he's quite that player anymore. I think, you know, the sample size is large enough where he just kind of is who he is at this point. But David Stearns built the team that has these dueling aces, has all these, you know, young contributors, has a good manager, has, you know, the Brewers as a small market team being competitive, locked up a really good hitter. Uh, you know, you know he he's done a lot for us, and he kind of stepped down. He stepped out into like an advisory role because he was really catching a lot of heat and a lot of flack for just the way that the the Josh Hader trade transpired last year. And and me, uh, obviously, time has passed. You know, Josh Hader didn't quite help the Padres win a World Series, so I think that's water on the bridge. Like it's a business, you know. Like it, the Brewers have no business paying a relief pitcher, you know, $15 million plus a year. I don't know exactly what Hayter got. Alex, maybe you could pull that up in front of you. It would be kind of interesting to look at. But I believe he's in his last year of arbitration. David Stearns extracted one of the Brewers' top pitching prospects, if not their top pitching prospects in, in, 14. in Gasser. 14.1. 14.1 million Brewers fans. It's like, look, I loved Hayter. And, and I'm never going to stop saying I love Hayter. He was, he was a great guy. And he was an electric lefty. But... It's done and over with. And, like, yes, you can be upset with David Stearns making the move if you're a fan, but if you're a fan, ultimately it wasn't really something I I look to cast blame on David Stearns for. You know, I think, um, I honestly think that the Brewers should have taken care of business last year, and David Stearns almost kind of took that heat to take bites from the apple as, uh, you know, Craig Council, I think, said with his own words. And Matt Arnold is now the GM. You know, he, David Sims was, like, president of baseball ops, technically. So, so Matt Arnold, you know, obviously was, was still, you know, experienced like this. But, but it's looking like David Stearns is going to kind of take this year and then go to a different team. You know, go to the Mets or go to some huge market team like the Red Sox or someone. And to me, that makes me sad, you know, because I just know how talented he is. I know that we need him here. And I know that he's done a lot for us. I know how smart the guy is. And, and I have faith in Matt Arnold. But, but I think that that's a catastrophic move that if the Brewers were to lose David Stearns, it's, it's going to be tough to overcome that. And I only hope they can. But luckily, we're living in the here and now. So that's, that's big picture, right, Brewers fans? The good news is we still have great counsel. But the here and now is David Stearns has largely built a great squad for us. And... Yeah, I mean, I expect us to, to compete for the playoffs. Alex, let's dive into the rotation. Pitching. I look at the rotation and I just think, you know, hail Stearns, baby. <laughs> you know, we'll forget about Hayter. He was a tremendous player. But this roster is looking strong in the, in the arm department. You got Corbin Burns, you know, coming off his 2021 Cy Young. Last year led the MLB in strikeouts. Uh, strong ace. Brandon Woodruff, the number two probably as good of a number two as you can get you have eric lauer you know very underrated left-hander in your rotation ahead of freddie peralta right you know the young uh, another guy young because lauer's only David one Stern's year older locked than up freddie peralta think about yeah, that and, and that's what i'm saying that's Highway what I'm saying, robbery, man. so then you got wade miley back right bring back wade Another lefty. So the Brewers have now two lefties in their rotation. Adrian Hauser is looking like that that guy who can step in if someone goes down, if someone needs a breather. Really, you need a six-man rotation in baseball, and the Brewers have a strong six. Looking at the bullpen, right? Devin Williams, 
a strong closer despite, you know, his ups and downs, you're not necessarily starting the season with no closer, right? You're like, okay, Devin Williams, let's run it. Let's see how he does this year, right? We had a replacement, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, the rest of, I would say, the bullpen is going to have to prove themselves. There's guys like Matt Bush, Hobie Milner, uh, Javi Guerra, Gus Varland. Um, these are guys that, you know, they're going to have to make names for themselves. But this is the this is the Brewers. We're not bringing in high-powered, you know, relievers in our bullpen. But who we do have is now a strong catching department cage, William Contreras. Yes. Backed up by Victor Caratini. Let's start it there. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, how, how important is a strong catcher? And I guess the Brewers have had a pretty good history of catchers. Well, it's just super important. I mean, like, it's one of those positions that is just so incredibly tough to, to, to really, like, hit on. And the fact that the Brewers were able to scoop up one of these guys, they, they kind of bought low on him a little bit, and, and were able to just add him to the squad. Like, I think that's one of these moves that's going to pay tremendous dividends for us going forward. It's always so hard to get that production on the center field. It's always so hard to get that production on a second and short. It's always so hard, even harder, to get that production out of the catching position. And Manny Pena is, like, the longest-tenure brewer. He is no longer, you know, in the picture at, at all. Um, th- there's just th- there's just a lot of players, familiar faces that this is, like, a different squad. So, so. If you're not familiar with Contreras, he was an all-star for the Atlanta Braves last season. He's 25 years old, had 20 home runs. You don't get to add these players often. He missed some time, only uh, 97 games, but strong bat, you know, for the Brewers in their catching position. That's just going to help. And and so that's exciting. First base, you have Rowdy Tellez. I think he's probably going to be the guy cage. Um, And with Rowdy... Great he's who he is, right? Yeah, great year he's a last masher. year. He doesn't he's make excuses. You know, he, no. he just p- goes up there and hits bombs. Really, <laughs> he's not quite—he's not quite Prince Fielder caliber, but and he, he, you know, he he just goes up there and hits bombs. And he was like one of the more clutch Brewers last year. I, I think uh, he was. Willie Adams he was. was very clutch as well. But you know, speaking of up the middle, Willie Adams—that's going to be an exciting guy. Speaking I'm, I'm of up the middle, that tandem. Bryce Turing, who we've been talking about for years and years as a prospect. This guy was in contention to be the number one overall pick. Didn't have quite the high school season he needed to do his senior year. Ended up falling to the Brewers in the teens. We scooped him up. He developed. He made it to the show. Uh, you know, he, he got the baseman. call. He, he's, not the sh- he's not at short right now, although, although he could probably play short. But the Brewers don't really have too many problems at shortstop. We have Willie Adamas, so that's it's a major key. Uh, but but Willie Adams is going to get pretty expensive. You know, he's one of those guys who said in the offseason, he's like, hey, I'd love to be back in Milwaukee, but I'm also seeing these 10-year deals, these eight-year deals that are like 200, 300 million that my brethren shortstops are getting. And honestly, man, I don't know if the Brewers can commit that kind of money over the long term to they a guy like they that. Won't. Like, and it, it's the same thing. I think it's important to have this real talk with Brewers fans. It's like Corbin Burns, right? Br- Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff is a little more obtainable than Corbin Burns, but like Corbin Burns just hired Scott Boris as his agent. You know, if, if anything, <laughs> if anything, <laughs> if anything like, smells like three hundred million, it's Scott <laughs> Boris. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like. If anything lets you know that you will not be seeing that player back in a Brewers uniform, it's Scott Boris. Like, it is that move. Trade him. It's like, the Brewers, here's what's going to happen. They're, they're going to either Scott Boris do amazing is the out of the gate. They're going to do amazing <laughs> out of the gate. 
and they're going to keep Burns. They're going to make a run at a World Series because our pitching <laughs> is that good. Or we're going to sputter out of the gate, and we might have to put these guys on the block. And, and it's honestly like probably in our best interest to put them on the block. Luckily, we're dealing from a surplus, so it's not like you got to deal Woodruff and Burns. You might want to keep Woodruff. Uh, maybe Woodruff has like a Cy Young type season, and then he hires Boris or something. You know, like I just joking, he's been honestly. like the silent ace, right? He's been like the silent ace for many years now. Yeah, and, and um, I think Wood, uh, Burns, you could just get a huge haul for. Well, that's like, the thing. It's like you might as well maximize the haul. Like if you're not going to sign the guy to a $350 million deal, which I wouldn't advise Milwaukee to do. Like look what happened with Christian Yelich's deal. Christian Yelich is a very talented player. And if he was in like a Chicago Cubs or if he was in like a Boston Red Sox or a New York Mets or a New York Yankees talking about. or Dodgers, it's like his 26 and a half mil isn't that catastrophic. But for the Brewers, he's taken up like one fourth of their payroll that just limits our ability to keep a Josh Hader. You know, it limits our ability to keep a Willie Adamas. So it's just tricky, Brewers fans. You know, it's it's tricky. I think that's the, the, the proper word to say. And you, you've got to keep the window open as much as you, as you can. Because, like, le- baseball, if you're going into a deep, deep rebuild, it's tough because these first-round picks, like, let's say the Brewers Take bottom out. They might even bust, man. You know, like, it's not even a sure thing to have these guys make it to the show. It's not like you're getting a Victor Wembayama in the NBA or LeBron James in the NBA. It's not like you're getting a Joe Burrow in the NFL or something like that. It's you're, you're really getting, like, some guy who has got to transcend the minor leagues. And He's it's a hope and a prayer. It's a yeah. hope and a prayer. Like, like, speaking of transcend the minor leagues, though... There is hope on the horizon because we have the best prospect we've had. But hold on, before we get to him, let's yeah, stay on the yeah. infield. I want to talk about Bryce Turing at second base, Willie Adamas at shortstop, Luis Arias at third base. Brewers fans, this is a young, you know, second, short, third that's very strong, I would say, defensively. And the question will be how well that's do these upside. guys hit, right? Like yeah. upside as, as bats. Luis Urias, I think he's got upside as a bat. Willie Adamas, pretty good hitter. You you don't want him to be your best hitter, right? And I think that's where the Brewers have struggled in the past years is Yelich has kind of not performed well. And so Willie Adamas has had to hit in those, you know, those premier spots in your lineup. And, and, and really, if he's one of those third or fourth best hitters on trouble. your team, you're a much stronger position. And, oh, oh uh, yeah, I, I thought you were going to say if he's the best hitter on the team. Yeah, n- but. N- No, if he is your best, then you're in trouble. That's what's happened to the mm-hmm. Brewers the last few years. You can't generate offense in the playoffs or yeah. in the late stretch. So I, I, like what, I like what you have in the young guys in the infield. Moving to the outfield, it's going to be super fun, Brewers fans, because not only do you get a fresh look at 22, Christian Yelich, who we're just hoping comes back with a vengeance. Come on, Yelly. Come on, Yelly. Come on. But you got in center field next to him, Cage, Garrett Mitchell. How pumped are you for Garrett Mitchell to make his, you know, first year big leagues? You get a fresh, you know, full year to look at this guy. Man, I'm pumped, Brewers fans, and here's why. House money. The Brewers are playing with house (laughs) money when it comes to their outfield. Because, look, we got guys like Joey Weimer. We got guys like Garrett Mitchell. But if any of these guys don't pan out... We have Jackson Churio just waiting in the wings. It's like some of these guys are going to pan out, and they're going to be cost-controllable for a, a long time. You know, like the Brewers, they, they they tried the whole Jackie Bradley Jr. thing, didn't work. You know, like 
Hunter Renfro, baseball Renfro, we're going to miss him. Yeah, another guy he kind of sold a little bit on. Uh, but it's like the Brewers need to kind of pick and choose where they allocate their, their, their monetary capital. And Christian Yelich is getting a lot of that monetary capital. Garrett Mitchell is not getting very much of it. So it's like my expectations are pretty low for Garrett Mitchell. I'm confident he has talent because he's, he's another one of these guys who was in conversation for the number one overall pick, but he had diabetes, I believe. So he kind of slipped a bit to the Brewers. A lot of people said he got a steal. You know, it depends which prospect evaluator you're talking about, but he's a guy who, who's got talent. You know, he flashed last year. And now he's going to get an extended run. It's either the Brewers hit on this guy and he he turns into being like a really, really talented regular who's very cost controllable. We finally get one of these bats to compliment Willie Adamas, compliment Luis Urias, guys like that. Maybe Turang hits as well. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? Nobody, Nobody really does until we see a sample size. But it's like just rotate the next guy in. You know, Jackson Churio, he's 19 years old and he was lighting up the minor leagues last year. Very excited either way. Either it works, either it doesn't. We're in a position of strength, just like our pitching staff. And speaking of house money, right? KJ brought this up about the outfield. Brewers fans, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of the Brewers' top five prospects. Number one, Jackson Churio, outfielder. He's eighth overall in baseball. He's 19 years old, which makes him one of two 19-year-olds in the top ten. There's a pitcher for Philly. Andrew Painter, he's in, you know, the only guy ahead of him. He's 19, but this guy throws 99 mile an hour gas, right? And he's six foot seven, so he can blow out his arm any day. Exactly. And Churio is, you know, always kind of like an underdog in Milwaukee. He's been rising, but at the 30 spot, and actually, you know, people will argue that guy. hey, the best hitter of average and maybe the best athlete in the Brewer system is Sal Fralick, the outfielder. He's looking really good, KJ. He's sitting at the 30th overall prospect. <clears throat> then you have Joey Weimer, another outfielder sitting behind power. him in the three spot. Power. Best power hitter in the system, right? Very awesome. And then if you think about it, right, you're like, hmm, who are the Brewers' top, you know, who was the Brewers' top prospect in 2020 and 2021? Well, that was Bryce Turing. Yeah, That was Bryce Turing. He's making it to the show. And then Garrett Mitchell would probably have been that fifth prospect. He's in the show. So it's like, I mean, the outfielders this team has assembled, shout out to Stearns again. He's got this team loaded and always just kind of like filling their gaps, right? Tyrone Taylor is going to be out about the first month of the season. So, you know, guys are going to have an opportunity to step up. And looking at right field to Brian Anderson, Owen Miller, but uh, I expect Tyrone Taylor to get that job when he comes back. But it, it should be interesting to see what happens, KJ. And uh, Turing can also play a little bit of center field. He's listed in the depth chart as the you know third center fielder if things need to be. So just exciting in the outfield. Well, Speaking else. of you know baseball, designated hitter now, KJ. What are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, it's, it, it, was, it was a long time coming, and it, it really favors teams that have excess bats, you know, and, and it's like that kind, that's kind of what it comes down to. I think maybe guys will, will uh, keep an eye on Yelich for the breakout year because of the lack of shift. He's a guy who hit a lot of hard-hit balls into the shift. But, but furthermore, I was just going to talk about the broader Brewers, and we talked about a lot of these new guys, a lot of these outfielders, a lot of these guys who play multiple positions. The last time the Brewers had a lot of things up in the air so to speak like a lot of new names 
it was 2017 when they kind of like opened up this new fresh window and that was super fun Brewers fans if you remember it I uh I I don't think that was um I'd have to double check I don't have it in front of me but like you know it's like I don't think we had a uh, Yelly and Kane back then I think they came for the 2018 year um maybe maybe uh you could you could double check that Alex but like the last time the Brewers had a lot of these wide open spots and multiple guys competing they ended up doing very well because one thing the Brewers have always done at a, at a great in a great way is just like have fun and and when you have fun good things happen in the baseball clubhouse you know you're with these guys 162 plus days a year they're like your family like a lot of these guys are with the their teammates more than they're with their family so they just got to make sure they get along they just got to make sure expectations thank goodness we have Craig thank goodness we have Craig I mean like I'm thinking back to last year it seemed like there was a lot of like stress you know like a lot of stress on the team and like that you know, in life, you know, stress like produces diamonds for sure. Ex- expectations, exactly. It's another, uh, it's another great word for it. This but year, like, they're coming in low under the radar. Exactly, exactly. And and maybe you Ross know, you look at the good. Brewers, the Brewers division. It's like this is the Cardinals division to lose. But you know, it doesn't mean that the Brewers are rolling out Strowman and is their ace. You know, you got to feel good when you're rolling out with. Our pitching burns, you know. Exactly. Like, like, like the Brewers probably can be the second best team in this division. We might even be able to be the first best, you know, the best team because, like, look at our pitching. Like you said, Alex, it's good. It's talented, and you just got to remain optimistic. That's one thing about Opening Day, Brewers fans. Is like every team has hope. Baseball is one of those funny sports where if the Tampa Bay Rays back in the day can make the World Series in Evan Longoria's rookie season back when they had a payroll of like 40 million if anyone remembers that they signed Evan Longoria to a big extension like two weeks into his, after his debut uh, which is actually an interesting trend a lot of these prospects are getting offered big deals now despite not pr- really producing anything that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on but if the Rays can do that with no payroll whatsoever then any team can do it. You know, you just got to get the right money ball combination. And, and I have faith in Stearns. I have faith in Matt Arnold. Mm-hmm. And, man, it's just like there's hope right now. We'll see what happens. No Don't one really forget knows Stearns' uh, top 2022 pick was Eric Brown, another shortstop into the system. So that's that's just a little side You got to keep but, loading these guys up. up but, the but, <laughs> I know Stearns, he knows what he's doing. And uh, so does Craig Council. And and that's how I feel about this team is like, look, there's a lot of teams with hope on opening day. But will Pittsburgh be there, right? Like Milwaukee has the pitching. That's really the separating card that can like, you know, keep you in this competition, right? It's like how will the bats perform I'm just hoping guys get off to a good start. Brewers fans, maybe you remember Ricky Weeks. He was one of my all-time favorite Brewers. <laughs> How can you forget? <laughs> Richard, right? 23. 23. Maybe that batting stance is iconic. I know. And uh, Brewers fans, when Ricky got off to a bad start, it severely hurt the team, right? Like, you know, he just wanted Ricky to do well, right? Come like, on, Ricky. <laughs> like, he was fan favorite. And then when Ricky got off to a good start... Everything seemed to click because all of a sudden you got another power hitter up at the top of your lineup. And I think that's what the Brewers need is they need some of these guys to click out of the gate, right? Like, yeah. don't come in and go, like, 0 for 14, Yelich, and start getting in your head, right? Like, I hope he gets a hit, you know, opening day. I hope some of these guys get that we'll monkey get, off like, the back, so they say. opening day. You know, like, when is the last time we did that? Let's just do that. 
I know I was Tom at opening been, day last yeah. year, and man, I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they didn't score a lot of runs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think they lost last year to the Cubbies. I think they uh, might have. I, I forget exactly what happens. You know, there's a lot of Brewer games that blend together, but... But, yeah, you know, there's always hope. And it's going back to the Josh Hader thing and the David Stearns thing once more, right? It's like love the man or hate the man. And a lot of Brewers fans really, really, really did not like David Stearns. He gifted us. And not gifted us, but, like, we're in a position where we have multiple aces on the staff. Like, multiple guys who would make $30 million plus in the open market. That is so rare, and that is such a blessing. And you know who else I have a feeling might turn out to be Another big time contributor for the squad, Alex. The Brewers traded that one of the most talented oh. lefties in baseball, Josh Hader. I have a feeling the lefty they got back, Gasser, Gasser. Mm-hmm. I think he might end up being one of these next gen pitchers to the Brewers. He's a starter, so that's key, Brewers fans. You know, they're very hard to find, especially if you're a, uh, an organization. We can't go out and like sign these guys in Milwaukee. I have a feeling this this uh, this Gosser guy might end up being one of these like five or six year starters for us, who's who's really like a nice number two, number three guy who might get like he might even end up surpassing what Hader did here, and, and that's high hopes, right? I know that that's that's high hopes, but you gotta have high hopes before opening day. You gotta dream big before opening day. If you believe it, you can achieve it, especially in baseball. Um, you know, Billy Bean and the Oakland Athletics proved that. Milwaukee Brewers proved that. Uh, getting to a World Series in 82. Gosser coming in AAA. Like back there, but yeah. Yes, I know. He's in AAA right now, and he's the Brewers' 10th overall prospect. So, I mean, he's borderline show ask, ready. He, he might be a little higher depending on which evaluator you go with, yeah. right? Because this guy's a lefty starter at the end of the day. Those guys don't grow on trees. You know, they, they really don't. I, I think a lot of Brewers fans remember CC Sabathia. And a lot of Brewers fans are better for worse. They might also remember guys like Randy Wolf, right? Like, you could have a great guy? left-handed starter. <laughs> yeah. What was that guy? You could have an absolute Chris Capuano? garbage left-handed starter. <laughs> but people still trot him out there because one reason. You need him in your rotation. Because they him. throw left-handed. If you're a guy who throws above 80 miles an hour and you're lefty and you have a pulse, there's a good chance you'll get a shot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's like, and it's like, yeah, I mean, when you got a guy like Josh Hader, he can really like become like one of the best relievers in baseball. But even if he's a reliever, a lot of people forget that Josh Hader was kind of a starter in the minors before being a reliever. When he broke in uh, with the Brewers, he he uh, you know he would go multiple innings, but then it became one of those things where he would give up all these home runs if you pitched him back to back days. And it's like, oh, we used Hader last night, so we can't use him anymore. And Hader just became like a glorified one-inning guy. And that's ultimately the reason why you put the numbers in the system, and the system spits out that his value is worthy of being tradable. You know, like, frankly, it's, and that's why starters make such big bucks, is because they go and pitch 200 innings a year. It's so valuable. And so, so that's why I, I remain optimistic on Gosser because you have to, you absolutely have to. And uh, Gage, yeah, one man. last question for you: Will the Brewers see Jackson Cheerio in the big leagues this year? You know, man, I think we're going to see him in uh, September. But I think he's a good enough prospect, and the Brewers are are strapped enough for cash. Cause I th- I think Mark Adonazio is gearing up to sell the team. 
Um, he, he just kind of, uh, I believe he bought a soccer team or he invested in an MLS team. But I think the reason he's stripping some payroll or not adding a ton of big contracts is, one, the economics of, of the baseball team in Milwaukee, but, two, because he's, he's getting ready for a sale. He's going to make a healthy profit. But I think Jackson Cheerio, back to your point, <laughs> is, is because he's, like, one of these guys who's so He was licking his chips, huh? He's licking his chops, but, like... <laughs> He's, he's looking at how much these franchises are going for. But I think Jackson Trio is a, a big enough prospect where you, there's going to be some service time manipulation. And guess what? I don't even – I'm not even mad about it. You know, like, yeah, you got to do is, what you yeah. got to do to win. You remember when Ryan Braun came up? When did Ryan Braun came, come up? He came up in May after they, they got around the loophole of the service time. And guess what? It worked out pretty darn well for the Brewers. Ryan Braun changed this franchise. He gave this franchise hope. He gave the franchise swag. You know, like that's just how it goes, Brewers fans. Like, and like if you're you a small need a hitter for team, average, yeah. If you're a small market team, you got to do what you got to do. You know, it's like, and, and and that's one of the frustrating things I think uh, in terms of all this Stearns hate is Stearns knows this. You know, like we're not the Yankees, Brewers fans. It may not be what you want to hear, but. Maybe there's someone in your life where it's what they need to hear. Like, we're not going to be spending like the Yankees. We're not going to be spending like the Mets. Like, we just can't. It doesn't work like that. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have the capital. We don't have the pocketbook. The Brewers have the 30th media market out of all 30 teams. And that's where all the money comes from these days, Brewers fans. It comes from, like, your streams. You know, and, like, look, Bally Sports, they just went under. Shout out to Craig for holding it down all these years. You know, Craig Sean. Shout out to all the staff. Yeah, shout like, out to like, Craig. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they're going to be finding BA? stuff to do. B, well, BA, he's not going anywhere. But, like, no. all these all these changes. Like, like the Brewers are a ball club that you have to understand that change is the only constant with them. And especially when these, these players are making, like, 30, 40 million a year. Like, Otani, I saw an article. He's going to be making between salary endorsements. He's making a, a cool 30 mil in his final year of arbitration. I mean, brute. It's like, what do you, what do you even say to that? And he's making like thirty million endorsements, which great for him. You know, he's got a huge Asian media market that's going to attract, uh, you know, new lucrative business opportunities, new customers in markets that maybe an American player or Latin player might not be able to reach as well. Obviously, the game's expanding out there. Obviously, Japan and these other countries have tremendous talent. There's a lot of talent out there, which is exciting. I'd like to see the Brewers throw some capital out there. Like, let's bring in the best Japanese players. I mean, we, we had uh, Narichke Oki. <laughs> Seriously, man. Like, you gotta, I like you gotta, it. I like you it. you got to cut the corners. They're good. They're somehow. good. Yeah. Like, you got to compete Land somehow. market. You we're going to go compete via, international via prospects. And we're going to compete by doing innovative things. We're not going to be able to go and pay Willie Adamas, like, $100 million plus. No. I mean, maybe we will. It's just not, like, in our best interest. So, it Cage, really, I got I to gotta have a follow-up, though. Bally Sports filed for bankruptcy two weeks ago. What is uh, what is the latest and great? Have you talked to Craig? You know, man, I have not talked to Craig since the winter, but I need to send him a text. I need to let him yeah. know I'm thinking about him. <laughs> Craig is a good guy. Um, all those guys are, are very great, talented people. And uh, I know that they're going to they're gonna keep finding those opportunities no matter what happens. It seems like the Brewers games are still going to be aired Brewers fans, so don't worry about that. Um, but, but it's like Bally Sports just went under, and it's not because, you know, it's basically like the, the numbers didn't add up, you know, the bottom line. And uh, 
It's just interesting. Like baseball, more than any other sport, is really a game of economics, and, and especially without a salary cap, like. It's a game of assets in terms of prospects, in terms of draft picks, in terms of people, in terms of, you know, wizard scouting reports, like like people in your scouting department, in terms okay, of yeah, like they're, they're hitting coaches, air the games. Hit, pitting, yeah. pitching coaches, you know, like strength coaches, regional coaches, like all sorts of variables. There's more variables in baseball, I think you could argue, than any other sport. So that's what allows these teams like the Tampa Bay Rays and the Brewers to compete. We just got to remain optimistic. I think that's what I, I keep coming back to. So, so Alex, real quick, let's uh, let's make our predictions for the division, and then maybe like Ooh. one bold prediction, and, and we'll wrap this up, and we'll talk to Bruce fans very soon. So, so, so let's go in the division. I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna give my order, then you give me your order. I'm going Cardinals, Brewers. I do believe the Brewers are gonna surprise and sneak into a wild card. Okay. Then I'm gonna go. Mm, I'm going to go Cubbies, Pirates, and Reds. I, I just it, It's a significant drop-off after the Brewers and Cardinals. Cardinals, hey, we said it years ago in Ike Brewers. You can still find this tweet. Get Nolan Arenado. Well, guess what? I wish we had him in the squad. You know, like, his contract is looking pretty good uh, now that it's a few years down the road compared to his output. And then when they, you know, we didn't we didn't expect them to get Paul Goldschmidt, but like Paul Goldschmidt, like when when the Colorado, or excuse me, when the Colorado Rockies traded Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals, it was kind of like a get out of the salary deal, so they didn't really have to surrender a ton of assets. I was like, I saw him enter the division, I was like, great, great, one of the most generational third basemen who's won us like six straight Gold Gloves and had like six straight years of. 30 home runs and 100 plus RBIs and like 900 plus OPS. Like, oh, fantastic. He's on the Cardinals now where every player seems to just dominate. Uh, not happy to see him in the division. But then when they got Paul Goldschmidt, one of the guy who all the advanced analytics just said was one of the best hitters in baseball, and he's a great defender as well, the Cardinals have cornerstones. And I think the Brewers have tried very hard with that with Christian Yelich. Uh, you know, Hater, you can't really have like a one inning guy be a cornerstone. No matter how much you like him, and I like him too. I, I still do like him, and maybe before it's all said and done, he'll come back. But yeah, man, I, I think I'm going to go uh, Cardinals. I, I I just think they they they're a little bit of a tier above Brewers, but I do think the Brewers will make the playoffs in a wild card aspect. And then I'm going to go Cubbies, uh, Pirates, and then Reds. What about you? I'm going to go with the same top three: Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs. And then I'm going to go Reds, Pirates. I did see something. This is unverified. Maybe Ken Griffey Jr. is like the fourth highest paid guy in the Reds or something like that. Like, so they're, they're down in the dumps. But I, I do think the Wait, Pirates. Who? You're talking about the Ken guy Griff- from like, like Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, because of like a Yelich type money? deal. Yeah, deferred yeah. money. <laughs> so, so, so I thought something bad. He's still paying. Still paying for guys who've been retired for years. So oh. should be interesting. My bold prediction is that the Brewers will see Joey Weimer in the MOB this year, the powerful outfielder. He's in AAA to start the season. I think, KJ, they're going to need a little more power in their lineup, and they're going to bring up Joey Weimer. But in terms of the major league, I think Luis Urias. I think he's looking for a bounce back year. I have a feeling about him. I think he, he, could, be, he could be something. What, what's your take? Tough man, I think. Uh, Freddie man. P. 
I mean, like, who, who, yeah, who's going to be the best pitcher? Best best starter. I kind of have a feeling like like Woody is going to be that guy because it's not going to be Burns. I think Burns is going to press a little bit because he was obviously irked. The Brewers didn't pay him like an extra five hundred k. It's like, bro, like yes, the Brewers could give you five hundred k. So it's not like the Brewers are without fault there. But it's like, bro, one, you're making over ten mil, so like you really don't have much to complain about. Two, you're going to be making over like. 200 million in the next couple years you just kind of be a pro's pro and do your job so but but i think he's gonna be pressing because of all that stuff and uh i think um it would not surprise me if it's freddie p simply because of all the movement on his fastball he's just got to stay healthy but woody is just that quiet dependable workhorse i think the brewers are going to ride him all season long in terms of a couple other predictions i think jackson churio is probably going to press a bit as well because he's had a whole off season of just hearing how good he is, hearing how hyped he is. They're doing a lot more media with prospects these days, which I, I, I think, like, I can understand the business aspects of it for sure. Like, that's a no-brainer. But, like, it's not going to be good for these guys' heads. You know, baseball is such a, uh, a humbling game. Like, like, the best players. Like, Christian Yelich, he was the best hitter in baseball. He's one of the best players in baseball. He has been what you call humbled by the game. Corbin Burns, when he came up with the Brewers, he had, like, a 6-1 and record and then like an ERA in the twos, the next year gave up the most home runs in like the major leagues. Like this game will knock you down to your knees. And I think Jackson Churio, I think he's going to have a decent year, but I don't. And think then strike you be, out on your knees. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, and then and then hit you in the kneecap. Like I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's going to have like the the light the world on fire year he he did last year. I think he's still going to be like a a top twenty prospect. So probably one of the best prospects Brewers have had in, in years and years. But like I don't know if I. If I like, I will be so pleasantly surprised if he um, ends up being like a top three prospect. Because if he has another good year, Brewers fans, we're talking this guy might be the best prospect in baseball. Like if he continues to do what he did and he does this at the higher levels, he's like a Ronald Acuna Jr. type player. And obviously, the Braves locked him up. The Braves are winning big time playoffs every year, no brainer. And Ronald Acuna Jr. is like probably one of the best players they have. So if not the, one of the best players in baseball, he's just scratching the surface. And uh, this is interesting. This is some inside in- information for your Brewers fans. How are the Braves signing all these players to very favorable extensions for the team? Some of you might have that question. And the answer is... Dark money. <laughs> you got to look at their agents. Look who the agents are. You know, they, they, let's just say that, that that's kind of... That's behind it all. They're, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make any offensive claims here, but look at the agents. You know, it's 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 something that's very fascinating because the Braves have been able to open up this incredible window, and uh, it's something that they're kind of like anyway. that team that just loaded with talent. When I think and about. it's locked up, man. It's yeah. all locked up. Like, you know, like like. <laughs> Let's just say his agent ain't Scott Boris, you know, like, because if he was, you would never have signed that deal. Same with Ozzie Albies. Um, yeah, you know, good for the Braves. For, for, and these guys are not underpaid. Like, they might be underpaid relative to the market, but, like, they're making a healthy check. So it's, it's just fascinating. Like, baseball is a game of economics more than anything. But, uh, man, I'm super excited for Brewers season. It's always a good time of year. Weather's getting warmer. Tailgating is a blast. Crack yeah, open it, a cold one, Brewers well, fans. Crack open a cold one. It's, like, it's actually like a decently affordable experience. You know, like you go to the Pfizer Forum, 
Uh, Lambeau Field, like incredible, majestic experience, but its tickets are very hard to get. When you do get them, it's pretty pricey. You got to go all the way up to Green Bay. It's it's like a it's a it's a trip. You know, it's a trek. Uh, you know, and then the brew uh, box with, with a the Pfizer Forum. <laughs> it's it's expensive. You know, let's just say it's expensive for for the common man. You're spending and, fifty uh, to seventy five on concessions at the forum. <laughs> you got like three beers at the at the forum. It's like you could go and get a steak dinner for that. And um, it's fun though. You know, Bucks. We're gonna have a lot of more uh, Bucks Ike Bucks podcast. Bucks are about to go on a playoff run. Uh, the drafts coming up on Ike Packers. Don't miss that. Obviously, a lot of interesting stuffs going on in, in uh, Badgers Badgers land. If you're you're listening in, um, you know basketball turmoil football extreme hope with the new coaching staff it's very uh it's very entertaining to be in the world of wisconsin sports and and we're optimistic as ever the standard remains championship so for the brewers that means world series or bust we got to get into the playoffs we got to take baby steps i think just to sum it up the the expectations being a little lower are going to help this team so i'm optimistic i always will be uh thank you for having me alex take us home Yep, Brewers fans, we want to thank you for tuning in. It's going to be a fun season, a fun summer of baseball. Let's see what happens. Hope is in the air. Brewers baseball is back. Thank you for joining us. Please leave a five-star review if you like the show. KJ, thanks for coming on. And fear the beer, baby. Fear the beer, text it to a friend. We'll talk soon, Brewers fans.
that's a mood, that's a mood.